In the city, we gon' slide, bet I be there pronto Me, my guys, we really lie Lord, forgive me, pay my ties Please don't have me reach inside And that's in the console Keep the semi when I ride Let off Henny when I drive In the city, we gon' slide Bet I be there pronto Hey, listen, I got to keep showing y'all love. What's up to the From the Chop Up show? It's a beautiful Saturday morning. We got South Africa and South Texas in the building in the comments. So I got to say what's up. What's up to uh, Fort Worth, uh, Florida back in the building. Listen, it's your girl Toya G hanging out with y'all. It's the Chop Up show on a Saturday morning. As I was explaining before we got started, you never know when we just going to pop up on you these days, right? We got our Thursday yeah. night show, 930 Central. 7.30 Pacific. So y'all know to tune in to the Chop Up Show then. But outside of that, we about to just really start tapping in with y'all a little bit more because we be talking. We be like, I wonder what we, we be like. What, we wonder what Chop Nation got to say about some of this stuff. So that's the nature of what we're doing. But clearly, I'm not by myself. I got this young man on this show here with me. Can you talk about yourself real quick, sir? Listen, uh, it, it wasn't no way. We got we to gotta, we, we, we gotta do the sports chop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We haven't done one yet. You feel me? Uh, and so actually, I think we, we've done some in the past. We've done some in the past, but with, but with everything that's going on in the world today, um, sports is actually bleeding on over to a lot of the other conversations that we have. So I am done the political plug and it's just the chop up. I'm ready to get a shout out to Lee, man. He got, you know, he, he back in Houston with his, with his fam. So, uh, you know, Saturday morning, you got football games, you know, you know what I'm saying all of that. So, uh, let's get it. Let's get it. I'm ready to get into the conversation. All right. Well, Sue, as the the, the title uh, implies, we're going to talk a little bit about you know, and we're going to talk about that a little later in the show, that whole situation coming out of Boston. But we're going to start off with this Brett Favre conversation and what's going on in the NFL uh, based on what we hear out of Mississippi. Now, we first saw this story kind of rise to the surface uh, a few weeks ago when we were looking at what was happening in Florida, uh, in Mississippi. Right. In terms of Jackson, Mississippi, specifically in their water issues, we saw uh, a lack of public infrastructure. We saw a lack of appropriate pipes so that when they were having bad storms, the water wasn't going where it was supposed to be. It wasn't being purified, clean. It was being sent to their homes dirty. And as a result, they went without water for weeks, right? They had this issue a couple times uh, with a couple issues or series of storms that happened that just, I still actually, and I'm shame. I'm shamed to say, I don't know the current condition of their water today, but I have seen repeated kind of updates of the fact that they've been cleared to use their water, but they're still under boil orders in a lot of places. So, uh, that's how we got to Brett Favre, right? To be clear, I want to make sure because just like Plug was saying, there's a lot of context and connections between what's happening in our social world, in our political world, and what's happening in the sports world. So a lot of people start saying, "Well, where's the money? You know, for Mississippi, where's the money for Jackson, where 83% of the population is black?" And a lot of people saying, "It's money out there. It's just being misallocated." Right? They received the state of Mississippi received 4.4 million dollars from the infrastructure bill alone to start facilitating some of these projects. So it's like, where's the money? Why is the money not going to majority black places? And on top of that, if the money not going there, where is the money going? That sets us up to start looking at Brett Favre, who's been dubbed the hashtag welfare king on Twitter and on a lot of other social media spaces uh, yeah. because he has basically taken money from the state and run. Now, if any of y'all are familiar, if y'all familiar like I'm familiar, you know we're from the hood, Kansas City representing 816, six block in Kansas City to be more specific, we know about public assistance. And TANF, also known as the Temporary Assistance for uh, Needy Families, right? Uh, TANF is programming that, you know, sends money to impoverished communities, sends money to households under a certain particular line. And we know poverty is not uh, uh, unique in the state of Mississippi. It's actually very common. Right. 
right? right. And so one of the poorest America, places. Say it again. One of the poorest places. One of the poorest places in the country. Mississippi rack ranks last on almost everything. You pick a thing, and Mississippi is somewhere down the bottom, hanging out. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, he's caught in multiple text messages with various uh, Mississippi state officials, people over the welfare programs. I think the governor is involved in some of this uh, for siphoning off about $5 million for his daughter's football, volleyball stadium that she was about to go play in, had never played a game, was about to graduate and go play in in Mississippi State, right? Mm-hmm. So that's blow number one. Like, I mean, and he's having conversations like, is it? Is it? are you sure this money can't be traced back to me? They're assuring him. So it's mutual. He's not just right. in the system, getting on the computer, plucking keys, getting through to get money that don't go to him. No, it's officials working alongside him. He's like, is there any way this money can be tracked back to me? They text him back like, nah, we usually don't release the names of the people we get the money to, this, this, and that, so you should be good. So- like he really trying to watch his ass. Like in, in the context of, of creating these arrangements, he's literally like, hey, can anybody know that it's me type shit? You know what I'm saying? And they are so telling like, him no not only you know what I mean? So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So then on top of that, he was uh, allegedly, too, and this is uh, alleged, but also I think it's been proven by a lot of people, awarded $1.1 million for speeches that he never gave. He was supposed to show up and appearances as a result of his position in the community, his legacy in the state of Mississippi, his career and things like that. He never showed up. So we're talking about $6.5 million right now. Right? I don't know if you're keeping track at home, but I definitely am. Uh, and then, oh, one thing that's lessly being talked about is that he invested in a biotech company that was able to acquire two uh, million dollars in government government funds to be fortified. So this is also money that because he's Brett Favre, he gets to direct the traffic up. Yeah. So the conversation has been, uh, let me see. And by the way, by the way, Brett Favre should be concerned. Here's why. John Davis, who was the welfare director of Mississippi during that time, has already pleaded guilty to welfare fraud schemes uh, to the tune of $77 million. And will be testifying. And will be testifying. So not only is Brett Favre, 5.5 is just a little piece. Six point, Even if the 6.5 is just a little piece of the $77, point, uh, $77 million that has been misallocated. So right. this issue, and why we talking about it, Right outside of it just being important, talking about black citizens in places like Jackson in the state of Mississippi, is that people like Mike Vick, people like James Winston, right? We know Mike Vick was accused of dogfighting back in the early 2000s. We know James Winston in the 2010s was a college football student who got caught with stealing 3272 versus uh, versus 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 Say it again. He played for the Saints. 3272. I got the numbers mixed up. Worth the Mm -hmm. crab legs. Right mm-hmm. as a as a student, and so Damo, we're here. Plug like we're, right. we're having this conversation about the importance of Brett Favre. Do you think us having these conversations? Because you know the public gets stole from every day. Right. We know these rich white right. men with, with shit every single day. And see, that's the problem, though. But so that's my question problem. to you, since that's the problem, is are we making too much of this? Like that is the problem, but it's not unique. It's not. No. It's, it's not abnormal. Are we no, making? Like, are we riding the story out too long? Is it old news? Not, not at all. Not at all. Matter of fact, and, and as we get deeper into the show, the next part of the show, we are going to kind of talk about like again that hypocrisy, right? In in in, in how coverage operates. But I think we we are underestimating the significance of taking money from people in need, right? Like 
I come from a, a public assistance background type shit. Right. You know what I mean? We like seeing that type of shit. We know what it what it means to be denied for particular shit, right? To be for being denied food stamps, being denied uh, like like you know welfare funds, being denied anything like it, any type of funds for needy families. We know what happens and what that looks like when they denied for that. Like mm-hmm. it, it puts people in real fucked up circumstances. And what's frustrating about what what's going on with Brett Favre is to take that much money from people in need. Niggas gonna get it the way that they best know how, right? And so if 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 they, if these programs that are supposed to be used to help people in these neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? If that money is being taken away from them and given to people that already got money for frivolous shit like volleyball stadiums, right? All that does is increase the desire to be like, oh yeah, fuck that shit. I'm, I'm Can gonna I ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Right, because yes. these needy people, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna do. I've been on the Twitter streets, I'm gonna tell you what the opposition has been saying in the face of what you're talking about. What I've been seeing, both from black folk and from white folk, is we up here making a mountain out of molehill about this nigga game in the system, which is the same thing black folk do when they sell their food stamps, when they move their stuff around, when they misidentify their information on whatever paperwork and they able to get over on the system. Like we do a lot of interesting things with the welfare system too. So how can we sit in indignance and talk shit about what Brett Favre did with the system and playing the system when niggas is out here hitting licks on it every day? It's really about just kind of getting over the, on the system. What What is your response to that kind of mindset? Well, is I that, mean, is that a fair argument? Because I mean, like, no, it's, it's a terrible. I can go argument buy a snatch from a nigga right now. So it's a terrible argument because it doesn't take circumstances into account, right? For example, money is money, food stamps is food stamps, right? Right. Food stamps can only get you certain kind of food. Money can buy whatever it is that you need. Right? So hustling and transferring, you already got to be in dire straits to be selling your food stamps. Because mm-hmm. you already considered broke because the government giving you food stamps. You see what I'm saying? So like to compare that to uh, uh, like literally taking millions away from welfare. Like Let's remind the people what welfare is for. It's literally for the purpose of providing funds to families in need. In need. It's stealing from charity. I think it's also important to recognize, too, that the state has a terrible metric for identifying what need looks like. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us, I don't know about y'all, but like I was in college trying to get food stamps and had to work a part time because I was a debate, a debater. And you know what I'm saying? Like food stamps should be designed for student people in my situation like couldn't make no but i had a little bit of money coming in but they was telling me i was making too much money i make too much money for food stamps so what is you telling these people you know what i'm saying because i'm barely making any money but then you have to make money in order to show that i guess you out here trying to make money and right. not be dependent on the system right. so you end up in this weird awkward middle place where you make too much you make too little and all of a sudden that determines whether you enter whether you out and so one thing that i recognize is that the state has a terrible system and metric for recognizing what need looks like that's why people's out here moving around food stamps and moving around money and bartering cash for money and money for food stamps because they overdoing it over here and underdoing it over here and if i have a particular i remember when i lived y'all when i was in grad school i was in 
grad school, could not get a part-time job because I was a a, a full-time student and a full-time assistant debate coach for Wake Debate. So it wasn't no telling McDonald's, okay, I'll be there this weekend, but I can't be there next weekend. And I'm be gone for five days out of town and across the country coaching people to say stuff. But then I'm going to come back on Tuesday, but then I can't be there on Thursday because where I practices. I couldn't tell nobody that. So I couldn't get no job. Do y'all know the state of North Carolina, in the face of me submitting my, my information, gave me about $35 worth of food stamps a month. Why did you even send this to my house? $35. Why did you send this to me? Why are you laughing in my face? That was enough money to buy food for a meal and a half. And by meal and a half, I mean we can get the fixings for some chicken and some sides and do it real good for a dinner. And then we'll get some lunch meat and shit, some sandwich stuff for the next day. You know what I'm saying? So... I think what is also has to be explored is that just much like many of our other systems, right? Uh, uh, the, this the, is the problem. The framework for things hasn't moved on with the cost of living in our society in a lot of a lot of ways. But go ahead, my bad. But no, no, because I, I wanted to I want to build on what you're saying. You speaking from from the standpoint of individuals actually give a fuck about people on welfare. True. Mississippi is a deep red Republican state. Yeah, they can care less about fucking poor people, for real. Like the the fact, like really, if they could, a state like Mississippi would get rid of it. You right. The people who run this state, if they could, the people in, that run the state of Mississippi would wholly get rid of welfare. Think about that in real life. You know what I'm saying yeah. they, 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 it, there's all already it's already has a has a legacy of dependence, and there go them lazy negros. Over that we we set them free. We let them be free a couple years ago, right. and all they do is sit up here and mooch out the state. I de- that's definitely the perception. Right. Even though, even though what, what we know about welfare is the, the face of welfare is actually white people, right? Like the the people who actually not the face, the people who get the most welfare are white people, but yeah. the face of welfare are lazy black women. That's right? why I love this like hashtag that. welfare king. That's going on with I love it. Yeah, Jaleesa says the poor the welfare king. It's the poorest state in the country, and they and, and they would get rid of it, right? Uh, let's look at some more of these other comments. Also, uh, look at look out how they covered up the Chad Wheeler attempt to murder of his black girlfriend. That's, I mean, it's Mississippi. Like, look at who think about who we dealing with. As yeah. Michelle Agent said, "Let's be clear: in Mississippi, the poor white people were affected just as much as poor black people." Uh, it must be somebody in the chat that's making an argument about race. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we just saying it's simple for people in need in general, right? Um, Melodious Rambling said uh, this, they shame people for needing help and there's still a little bit of money that exists for exist- assistance. Exactly. And you don't want to know what's crazy while, while we while we on this conversation of welfare. Uh, and we'll get, we're going to talk about the consequences portion, but I want to say this uh, before we get back into Brett Favre about welfare. Mm-hmm. The welfare as a concept when it was created, right? This the idea of the social safety net. Sure. The big the, the idea of it, and one of the, the biggest the, the people who use it the most was uh, soldiers with the GI Bill, right? right? The GI Bill allowed uh, uh, soldiers to take advantage of certain uh, 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 welfare funds. It, they didn't call it welfare because it was the GI Bill, but that's what it was, right? And then other families, when it was first introduced, used welfare as a way to put them in position to actually do other things, right? Exactly. That have home a financial home ownership, college educations, all of those things at the time that were signifiers of upper mobility in society. Right. Right. It wasn't until black people started taking advantage of the same yeah. program <laughs> that white people have been successfully using that it then became the negative. That the idea of the social safety net was then counterproductive for the country. 
right? It wasn't counterproductive for the for the GIs. It wasn't counterproductive for these people who were now helping to create and and expand the middle class. It was only counterproductive when 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 black people started using it, right? Absolutely. Which we, is, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, you. I mean, I think it, it speaks to the negrophobia and phobia and the negrophilia uh, 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 and the radioactivity of the presence of blackness, right? We see it in media. We see it in public service. We see it in whatever, right? Stuff is trash. Stuff is boring, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, as soon as but it's not worth invested in, it's not worth caring about. Look at the uh, uh, awards of the time, right? All of a sudden people don't care about Emmys and, and it's a complicated situation, but Grammys and stuff like that. But that's because niggas start getting first. We know it firsthand in debate. Right. All of a sudden, speaker awards ain't all this and all that. And that's because black people used to go to these award shows and award uh, assemblies and shut stuff down at debate tournaments. So it's something about black people being in proximity or something that just, you know, what I'm saying? all of a sudden it's not worth investing in no more. It's not as important. It's not what we should be focused on. And we see that time and time again. In terms of comments, uh, Lois said, exactly. I, I was between jobs and collecting unemployment. I made too much on unemployment to get food stamps or daycare vouchers. Basically, they closed my case. But somebody who hasn't been working and not looking for a job can get all the help. I just need help to get to my next job. It's like, I won't, I, won't, I don't want to make a, a situation like you're doing the right thing versus somebody not doing those things is doing the wrong thing. But you're doing everything you can to get yourself on track. And these, these, these programs won't acknowledge you. But Brett Favre sends a text. And all of a sudden, of course, we got you. No, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure paperwork, and then you miss anything on the paperwork, you get declined or get denied, or they send it back to you. You could be in that pipeline for months. Brett Favre can send a text message and get you know his needs dealt with and grappled with. I also want to point out needs. these are, these ain't even needs. Brett, Brett Favre can send a text. This uh, somebody who made a hundred million dollars. Come on, Hall of Fame quarterback could fund could have funded it himself. Endorsements. This is let's not forget about who Brett Favre was. Right. This is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Brett Favre could have funded this whole thing. Uh, a uh, uh, Deion Sanders at Jackson State. Come on, put up half his salary. Deion Sanders put up half his salary to get Come in the on. facility at Jackson State. Come on now, Brett Favre can't do nothing like can't do nothing like that. Let's be for real, and we're not even hearing those comparisons. We the 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 amount of conversation that we heard about Deion Sanders putting his money into Jackson State. It's like, yo, nobody's even saying like, hey, here's a better example of this. Even as much as we tear down Brett Favre and what he's doing, we can look at Deion, man. Deion Sanders has been wonderful. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, he didn't really put his money where his mouth is in terms of coaching at an HBCU, recruiting for HBCU, and then even his the conversation. Standard. He has a high standard for those students. So it ain't, it ain't all shits and giggles over there neither. He running a tight ship and is preparing them for not only – uh, sports excellence, but for manhood is what I've been seeing for when manhood. I look at under the layer and see, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what he's really cooking up over there. So it's beautiful and a great example. And on top of the fact that uh, for specifically with HBCUs, uh, these bigger schools pay them like five, $6 million to mm-hmm. the school, to play them early in the season just to whoop up on them. Yeah. Deion Sanders is like, nah, we're not taking money just so y'all could look good by beating up on these black on these black players that are, that have under you or or you know what I'm saying under uh, established facilities. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't they, they don't have the same shit as y'all. You know what I mean, y'all really just using us as punching bags and paying us five million dollars to do it. It's not happening no more. So on one hand, go ahead. On one hand, we got Deion Sanders actually putting his money where his mouth is, and then you got somebody like Hall of Famer Brett Favre. Stealing from welfare. And is more concerned with his one child and her success 
and her institutional choice as opposed to creating opportunities and alleyways and entryways, extra exit paths for a bunch of students, really changing the whole culture and their approach to looking at their possibilities in, in college sports. Right. That needs to be said. Carrie Camacho uh, said, uh, made a couple different comments I want to look at. We need to all take better care of each other. Even small acts of kindness can make a big difference. That is true. But more importantly, the comment I really want to latch on to is where they said we all need to register to vote and do what we can. We can all be more community minded. And that was the first comment before the second one. Now, I really agree with this. We have and me, me and the plug specifically have different positions on what it means to participate in the democratic system of voting in this country. But what I will say and what we do agree is that local politics, where these people have been deputized and given power to make these types of decisions in the first place, is super important to pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? And, and not even electing them in, but keeping them in their position. Right. Paying the, the, the decisions to the pipelines to those positions and making sure the people who protect them get them out of here. You know what I'm saying? If you're not acting right. on this person, the director of welfare that's in your department doing this, this and that, then governor, you got to go. Lieutenant right. governor, whoever, whatever position. Right. Make sure you pay attention to these things. Uh, last thing I'll say before we transition on is lion time, baby. Act right. I see you in these comments. Act right. <laughs> act right. <laughs> but you the homie. So I know how to I know how to read how you become it. But act right. OK. Um, but no, yeah, yeah. Well, and he, he, also asked, he, he said, what, um, what channel are these comments on? We are on the Conscious Leads YouTube. We are on the Chop Up Show YouTube. We're on the Conscious Leads Facebook. We're on the Chop Up Show Facebook. Uh, that's so, so y'all, so all of y'all are part of Chop Nation. We appreciate all y'all. Love. Shout out Where to the home. Y'all listening from? Thank y'all. Y'all been rocking with us for, you know, shoot, the last 20 some odd some minutes on a Saturday morning. That's love because y'all can be hey. doing anything else. Straight up. So, uh, Robert Sarver, we're going to transition real quick. Well, Oh, actually, no, we got one more thing. Consequences. Okay. Should Brett Favre go to jail? Immediately. Should he go to jail? Should he be fined? Okay. Expeditiously. And be fined. Brett Favre go, go to jail. Okay. Both. Yep. I, what y'all think in the chat? I almost <laughs> want to say a, 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 a year per million. So we'll see you in six years. Oh, gee. But we know it ain't going to work like that. But yeah, I do think... I mean, listen, they, they, man, they out here talking about being voracious about the manipulation with this loan and that loan. They coming to get you if you did this, if you did this project, fraudulent thing. They got to treat them the same. Go get him. Because niggas is being thrown away, locked away with the key and fed, doing fed time for less. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's definitely one of those keep those same energy moments. Mars, Mars X said both of them. Gentile said, yeah, go to jail. Erica got biblical on him, said stone him. Saladin said pay and jail. Yeah. Do not pass go, Lois said. Do not pass go. (laughs) Do not collect $200. You know what I'm saying? Get him up out of there. Yeah. You know, when you got, listen, when you got uh, mothers that are spending time in jail simply because they put a different address so their child could go to school. Ooh, take his Hall of Fame. Take his Hall of Fame, too. Oh, right. Oh, oh, yeah, because I mean, you're not, these are these are these are awards of character. Yeah, you can't be a hellion and become a Hall of Famer in the league. It don't work like that, right? Instead. You, you know what? You know what Shannon Sharp brought up though? What's that? Because like before before we get out very far, let's not forget he's he he has a history of uh, uh being an unsavory character. When he was with the Jets, it had came out that uh, he was on some straight sexual harassment shit. Mm-hmm. He lucky it was before Me Too. He lucky it was before Me Too. Because if it was after Me Too, Brett Favre would have been done for. 
Absolutely. Um, and, and so uh, Shannon Sharp pointed out that when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, nobody ever nobody brought up anything that had to do with what we know that he had done with the, with the Jets and masseuse and all of the, all of that other stuff, right? Right. But they used uh, To's personality and the things mm-hmm. that he did off the field as a way to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Brett Favre was the first out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Man. So it, so it's like. This dude has gotten so many passes, it's ridiculous. But now, the reason why you can't look past this is because these funds that are used to help to improve the lives of impoverished people are being used for bullshit like volleyball courts or volleyball stadiums because of people like him. Absolutely. He, it, it has to be some consequences. William um, Johnson, in the name of consequences, and I think this is a good last word, William Johnson says the system is so contrived, though, that even if he gets jail time, how long is it going to take for him to get pardoned? You do have people with those capacity, that capacity, people like the governor, a bunch of, you know, different people in, they, in, in the hands of that. And so it gets messy. But um, go ahead. Solomon said, OJ Simpson is still in the Hall of Fame. He stopped the cap. <laughs> <laughs> OJ isn't there. Anybody else should still be in there. All right. Yeah. Okay, good, good in a way, that's a touche. In a way, that's a touche. Good point. Uh, uh, so now we're going to transition over to Robert Sarver. For those who don't know, Robert Sarver was the owner of the Phoenix Suns. And the Phoenix Mercury, absolutely. Yeah, uh, which is the the NBA team, the Phoenix Suns. He's still currently the owner. I don't think he sold them yet, but he is. So the current owner of yes. the Phoenix Suns and the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA team, uh, a while ago, and this is what's frustrating about this: a while ago, had came out that he was like reckless. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, in terms of racially insensitive language um, and in ter- straight up sexual misconduct. Which right? leaders? Like, I think more specifically. Uh, and what it, it, he was accused of creating a hostile work environment. Mm-hmm. This was like back, was it before the finals? Yes. This is a, this, this is a minute ago. This is before the finals. Now, yeah. now, let's think about it like this. The Phoenix Suns were in the, uh, were in the uh, Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. 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 They was they, in the second I think round. They got, I think they got knocked out in the second round. Second round, right. They was in the second round. Mm. Nothing. No news. The only thing we, the only thing that was talked about with the Phoenix Suns was Luca looking at Devin Booker like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? When they, when they got their ass up out of there. Uh, but now it's with 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 the NBA concluding its report. Uh, they suspend the NBA chose to suspend him for a year. All right. No. The NBA chose to suspend Robert Sarver for a year. Right now. Nobody liked that. Everybody was like, NBA, what are you doing? Yeah. Their reasoning was because when it came to like the the uh, his use of the N-word specifically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they said that, it, that it, it, he didn't display any racial animus when using that language. There was so no to give more context for that, the lack of racial animus, he was basically saying it repeating what other players were saying so like he would be like such and such said nigga you can't do this this and that and that and that whatever whatever so he wasn't saying it maliciously but i was what was clearly deploying it uh in an attempt to reflect or impersonate other people right 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 so uh i mean whether it's reflecting other people rap lyrics just he was trying to be cool type yeah. shit, right so mm-hmm. yeah, it was like you know, he wasn't he wasn't being racist. He was he was trying to be cool as you know, as an old white man, whatever. He, was being he, racial. he wasn't being racist. racial. He was being racial. Uh but he but he created a hostile work environment. And True. so uh right now it's moved it's transitioned towards even though he was suspended, 
the other owners, other the minority owners of, mm-hmm. of, of the Phoenix organization have pressured him to to sell the team. Uh, the question, uh, the question that I have is with with what came out about the circumstances. Should the NBA have been uh, harder in terms of their consequences? We know what happened with Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling was the ex was the uh, ex owner of the uh, of the Clippers. He was dating a young woman who was who was seen at a NBA game with Magic Johnson, and she recorded a conversation. Exposed him. him. <laughs> Exposed him. Uh, she recorded a conversation to him going off about her being seen with a black man. Donald Sterling's team was essentially taken from him uh, mm. by the NBA. And so with with that standard being set, should Robert Sarver have suffered the same consequences as Donald Sterling? Yes, because I think it becomes completely problematic in 2022 to be like, oh, potato, potata, here's where this falls. This was not malicious. Okay, but clearly he's a little bit more upset here. No, you need to have as a leader of an organization, as a owner of an organization who has very clear standards for diversity, inclusion, how we deal with these types of issues, predominantly black. Like you should just have the racial literacy, right? What is what is what does the consciously say the the racial literacy to be able to read and write the context of how race racial issues play out? So I don't care if it's nigga over here while you mad at Magic Johnson or nigga over here while you are uh, gleefully playing about a rap lyric or repeating what somebody said, you got to go, right? Your racial competency, your literacy is not something that's intact. Shout out to consciously in the comments. I hope I represented. Your your perspective. Yeah, he said, okay, like, I'm not trying to mess it up. I just I just know we need to be able to read and write these things, particularly. And this is where I put my leadership hat on. Shout out to HD Higher Definition Leadership and Empowerment Coaching. In order to y'all say what's up to Lee in the chat. Say what's up to Lee in the chat for sure, because a lot of y'all on his stream right now. Uh, but yeah. in order to be an effective leader, you we 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 have an expectation of competency. So when you violate that. You violate the public trust. You violate the organizational trust. You violate the trust of potential investors and people who want to align with you, which deteriorates the product. That's bad for the brand. NBA should have been like, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, that's what I'm saying. Right. Uh, Some of the comments we got, they should, but won't. Mark Cuban didn't have anything done to him over the lack of control of the Mavericks. yeah, I, I think what happened with the Mavericks, though, wasn't necessarily – it was like if Mark Cuban was responding, like if Mark Cuban himself was doing it, like Donald Sterling himself was the issue, right? That would be like saying somebody – somebody like the owner of the Celtics should have to deal with something that you may know did, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, I get the point. Brian Pickering, research over research, I know how mm-hmm. that goes. Uh, he's made his wealth of the people he's been dehumanizing and demeaning. Exactly. I think that's the – I think that's what's frustrating about uh, about – the entire ownership structure of major sports is that these racial instances are, uh, I mean, they, they're compounded by the fact that the majority of these sports uh, 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 teams are black. And so when they are displaying these, this, these, this lack of any type of racial understanding or any type of racial literacy, they do so with like, with flat out disrespect to the people that's making their millions. And it reflects, reflects slavery. And I'm going to tell you what makes me exactly. I'm going to tell you why, because this is what I feel like when I think about the fact that we have uh, Donald Sterling's and Robert Starver's walking around or Sarver is a Sarver or Starver, Sarver uh, walking around. What I picture in my mind, and this is an association with uh, uh, slavery, is like the big house where these rich white men sit around in executive suites and be like, yeah, so, you know, the niggas are protesting again. 
who knows what our players are going to do. We got to be careful and think about how we manage this time because, you know, the the homies are out there upset about what's happening. Like, I just, I picture them being as pompous and as uh, just assholish and as disconnected and as flippant and dismissive about, like, I just picture them in closed quarters with each other and how they talk about it. And I can see both of those uh, in both in anger and in, you know, jovial just conversation or passing conversation, mm-hmm. both throw that around around people because they feel like they are so far removed. They're so far above these social issues that we're constantly negotiating on a day to day. They said, mm, look, look at those, look at those, the, 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 these niggas, these niggas come to practice. These niggas want to be us. Like I could just, I see it and it makes them stand crawl. Right. So yeah, get them out of here. Right. Yeah. It's, it, yeah it's like, I, I think especially, you know, it's kind of like if you, if you run a daycare, you know what I'm saying? And like people don't trust you around kids. You can't have a daycare. <laughs> At all. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you if 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 like you are making your money, you know what I mean, off of like like really the real labor, like the bodies you making think about like, cause people get mad because NFL, like NBA players and NFL players are millionaires. So they really a lot of people don't appreciate or don't like the uh slave analogies because they're like, Oh, how you comparing them to slaves? They really they make millions of dollars, yeah. Right, but think about it though. They're making millions, you know, doing what they do. But the people that's paying them are making billions off of their like their actual bodies, how mm-hmm. fit they are, how because those and, you know how fast their millions can go? Yeah. An injury. Yep. If your body is no longer physically capable to do to do the the I mean you know, it's twenty twenty two, a scandal. If you do it bad enough or terrible enough to where I can't get you out of it, you out of here. We can't we ain't, Ray, we ain't got no choice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice got him smooth the fuck up out of there. Come on. Like, like, and, and, and they say, like, sports, it, it, the sports media literally admits that you, you're, like, what they put up with only goes as far as your production. Mm-hmm. If you scoring three, four touchdowns a, a game, 100 some yards a game, if you do some bullshit, all right, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? But as soon as that production decreases and the bullshit stay where it's, where it's at, yeah, they're getting you the fuck up out of there. The millions don't last. There was it was an entire 30 for 30 uh call broke about how you know, yeah, they created this culture of making these young black men millionaires. And then mm-hmm. when they didn't have nothing, like when uh, no longer uh, had any use for them, they got them the fuck up out of there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So discarded. You know what I mean? And so, you know, so this I idea mean, no, no, my bad, my bad. No, I mean, just to cap it off, this, this 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 idea that you know it's no longer it, it, it's offensive to consider it slavery. It's like y'all don't understand how neoliberalism works. We in the new age of like wage slavery. We're in a new age of capitalism. It don't look like what it used to, and it, that shift took place in order to maintain the same social dynamics. Yeah, let's give them millions, mm-hmm. but this shit gonna look just like slavery. Yeah. The social dynamic is literally the same, even with them having millions. So, I mean, I do want to, Solomon, we want to be fair about this conversation, right? Because Solomon does bring up a good point. Nobody's holding them hostage and saying, go make them millions. Go make them right now. So Solomon brings up the other side of this issue, which is think about the players' control of the narrative. If all players in both the NBA and the NFL just one day uh, on the field uh, decide to put down their helmets and go on strike, it would make the owners bow down to them. The problem is that you will have thirsty strike players behind them coming to fill their spots. And as long as we as Black people have no unity, which we haven't had since the 60s, we're always going to have issues like this. At some point, we need to come together. And then I think there's more to comment, but it gets cut off. The only thing, and I agree with that, however, right, because of the huge, uh, uh, vast kind of spectrum of pay in the league, 
right? You then also put very like under like bench players and people who don't really make all that much money once you get them paying your trainer and paying for your house and paying for a lot of the other things that go along with uh, being an athlete. They don't really have a lot of money left. And that creates a good nigga, bad nigga binary. And this is a debate mm-hmm. argument used to run. This is something I always want y'all to be conscious of when we become critical of ourselves, just being honest about the positions that we're often put in. It creates a good nigga, bad nigga binary because now we look at the people who can afford to strike as the good niggas and the ones who's like, I got to go play these games to make the bag, right? I got, I'm not making, I'm making hundreds of thousands. I'm making the minimum millions. And I still, you know what I'm saying? Like we do have to think about those people who can't just afford to go and strike and have to participate in the system out of obligation. Now, I'm not making an excuse for these people. But what I'm saying is even when we put the onus back on the players, you're going to think about that. We can't lose sight of the people who got all of the power in the first place to really shift what their real lives look like. And those are the people, the owners and the people in power. So it's an interesting song and dance we always have to do when we think about what the appropriate responses to these things are, because we don't want to criminalize people who don't are not in a position to take our same approach. That's the same way with, you know, niggas in in, in the streets and how we kind of pushing for and fighting for liberty, justice, representation, all of that. Some people have the privilege and luxury of being able to participate in the system in certain ways. Other people like, I still gotta go. I still gotta show right. up. I'm still in this place. Need to survive. I, I got I gotta pay for shit. I gotta eat. I got kids. Like that's, that's all yeah. Um so moving on to the uh, uh to the last story before we get into the second half of the conversation. Um or the the but I the, the newest piece of salacious sports news. <laughs> uh Ime Udoka the uh, coach of the Boston Celtics. I'm going to turn this over to Toya. Uh, this is her area of expertise. Yeah, where your shirt uh, at? You an expert? You got the Celtics shirt over there. You can put why, it why would I wear it? Why, why would I wear it under these circumstances? Put your eyebrows down. Hey, you're right. You're right. I don't know if I even want to. I, I do. I'm going to ride with my season. That's because the people I show up for and root for every day ain't a part of none of this shit. Um, if y'all yeah. haven't heard Ime Udoka has been caught up in uh, the scandal of all scandals. And at first it started off real small. We was like, okay, what's going on? And then we've been watching it over the last few days basically explode before our very eyes. It came out a few days ago that Ime Udoka was being suspended uh, for a year as a result of a consensual relationship that was being had in-house within the Celtics organization. Um, That suspension is a reflection of an investigation that's been going on since July. The Celtics organization has known about this relationship and its existence since July. Um, And up to now, they've investigated, they've looked into it. uh, But only recently uh, was the decision made that this can no longer be kept in house. And a lot of people have been wondering why. Now, I'm going to put a pin in the email Udoka story. And for my non-sports fans out there, I'm going to talk about somebody you probably do know about because another person we've been talking about a lot in this issue is Nia Long. We love Nia Long. Nia Long uh, was on a bunch of different things. She's most popular known for her role on Friday, uh, but also has been in countless other things, a bunch of black classics and a bunch of just generally basic, like just yeah, great of our time. Yeah, right? She elected. And so uh, she was always it's also on Fresh Prince, just on a bunch of stuff. So um, she is the fiance. She's the person who, you know, we should be concerned about, too, was cheated on by Ime Udoka. And I mentioned that this investigation been going on since July. Come to find out, she has not known since July. Sometimes people just keep the, keep the business close. They know, you know, what's happening behind the curtain. And so they don't speak on it. Love Jones is another example. Thank you for that. I was coming up dry, coming up short with my, my movie titles, but delightful uh, DLB got me. Um, but she actually didn't know until a few days ago when she had to be told abruptly because the news was about to be released. 
So she was actually blindsided in all this. I think just moved and relocated herself and her son to Boston to be prepared for the start of the season. I think her son is like a teenager, a young teen or something like that. And so she has even uh, allegedly gone out and said, you know, she needs a lot of support right now, but she's going through it because this is just sending her into a whole whirlwind. So that's the Nia Long part of it. You know, the internet went crazy. Black Twitter went crazy. Like, you can't treat Nia Long like this. And I agree. Shouldn't nobody get treated like this. But, you know, our... Uh, depending on how old you are, our, our cousin, not, not one of our icons, man. Yeah, you can't cheat, not, not should have kept it at home. Thought I needed a knee alone. <laughs> yeah, Is that a yeah, J. Cole? Uh, Kanye, okay, Touch the anyhow. Yeah. Um, yeah. so let's go back to our pin that we put in the story about Ume Udoka now that we got one of the casualties of his decision making out of the way. We go back to the yeah. story with Ime, and we've been watching it unfold. We've been watching it unfold, and I'm a Celtics fan, so you know I've been really on the wire, kind of peeping how shit been moving, and this is where it gets sticky, because speculation has been coming out like, okay, somebody must have got pregnant. That's why, you know what I'm saying, they had to go out and tell this, this information, because people have been looking at the Celtics like, why would you put that organ, why would you put that man on blast? Y'all been knowing about it since July. Y'all could have kept that in-house. Clearly. Right. Something forced the Celtics hand to have to put this information out here. All of a sudden, people start speculating what it could be. We got the pregnancy rumors going out. Then I saw a thread that said this. It said, and I quote, I won't quote, but here's what the thread basically explained. There was a, a man in the Celtics organization that works in finance. He was mm-hmm. frustrated that his girlfriend was cheating, but didn't know who he didn't know who she was cheating with. So he hired a private investigator. The private mm-hmm. investigator then goes out to Basically, follow her around. I thought we only, got, for wives. I thought we only got private investment for wives. They just got their whole girlfriend. Like, yeah, I'm on you. That's what that's what was said, right? But the, there's a plot twist in this, right? This is just the story. I'm I'm giving the evolution of the story. Right, um, right, right. Apparently, and I want to. Uh, I'll I'll go back there in a second. Apparently, when the private investigator was hired, followed her around, and who does he find she going to go meet up with? Ime Udoka. Like, never thought it was going to be the head coach of the whole damn basketball team. Like, thought it was somebody in some other department. Maybe the nigga do media or something. Maybe he the one making the memes on the Celtics Twitter. Like, just had no no clue that it was about to be the head coach. So, from there, he gets pissed. He decides to take his discovery back to the Celtics organization. Says, listen, I'm about to blow the top off this thing if y'all don't go ahead and fire this nigga or do meet my demands, basically. And it's going to be a wrap. So I think in a way of getting in front of him, exploiting the information, going to a TMZ, going to some news outlet or whatever, I think Ime Udoka's camp decided to release this information, and then the Celtics followed suit to confirm it. It's kind of it, it's kind of jumbled who put the information out there first. Right, now, right. a couple things to note, right? Even though this is speculation, we don't know the details. It's a lot of people in the media who've been defending him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen A. Smith has gone on tirades, mm-hmm. back up off this man. It should have been information that's kept in house. I agree with him when he said, if y'all didn't fire him, then what are we talking about this for? Like, if y'all if y'all decided not to fire mm-hmm. this man and let him go from the organization, then this should not be news because y'all decided to keep him on and let him keep doing his thing. Mm-hmm. You got other people like Matt Barnes, who went hard. I also think, who else kind of got on that? There's a couple other people who got on their platforms and was riding for Ine Udoka. And so it's like, okay. See, that is in my timeline. It, uh... So, you know, one of my one of the homies in Oklahoma City, he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna ride for the Celtics coach the same same way y'all rode for uh, what's the name of her entanglement, Jada Pinkett and her entanglement. My God, my, I, and I didn't I didn't even see that connection to it, but you know, sure, right? And so Matt Barnes two mornings ago 
woke up and said, wait a minute. He had to post this video in his car when he was driving. He was like, listen, I have deleted the post where I was supporting this man. Uh, uh, Ime Udoka, I've since found out the details. I, I, and Matt Barnes is crazy. If y'all don't know about Matt Barnes, Matt Barnes has caused conflicts on the court, off the court, him and Eric Fisher. Right. No, yeah, Derek Fisher. Derek, Derek Fisher. Yeah. Issues, uh, of intimate relationships. He has gotten and started. Derek, he's, a he's a menace. He started <laughs> on and off the court like the nigga crazy. Right? So when he gets on there and talk about, I cannot condone the information or the detail. I cannot condone the behavior of it. We should be concerned. So then we like, well, what is he not condoning, right? Me and Celtics Nation, I'm, I'm sifting through, trying to figure out what's good. And here is what the ultimate speculation is of the, the multiple misdoings. It wasn't just about him being in a consensual relationship, y'all. The multiple misdoings of Ime Udoka. And I quote, here's the possible speculation. He had sex with the vice president of finance's wife. So this was not a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. The, 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 the person in finance was the VP of finance and was trying to check out his wife, right? So I had sex with her, then sent creepy text messages and other uh, unsolicited forms of communication that were seen to be harassing. The VP of finance wanted this public, which is what I mentioned. And so they were trying to kind of push back against him doing all that stuff. He impregnated somebody. So somebody's with child in this situation. Uh, It was multiple women, not one but multiple married women. The organization asked him to stop before threatening to fire him and he would not comply. And that from the women, I guess the multiple women he's dealt with, there is a pending lawsuit or a burgeoning lawsuit that we could be looking out for pretty soon. So it is said that they didn't fire him and they only suspended him because they trying to get their ducks in a row to really get his ass all the way up out of here. They just couldn't do it that swiftly. And there is some behind the scenes, behind the curtains business. Now, what we know about Ime is that he has declared publicly that he's not resigning, which adds to the indignance of his actions. Um, and that the team will be led by, I think his name is Joe Mazzula, uh, he, who was the assistant coach of the Boston Celtics uh, last season. So that's who's going to be taking over the coaching responsibilities. To be clear, not Brad Stevens, who is the GM now and who a lot of people wanted to come back and take their role, but he said, no, not at all. So thank y'all for sending through my long ass story time. I hope I delivered the tea effectively um, and gave giving you, I've given you some of the textures and some of the oh, conversation is developing. Long story short, TLDR, Ime Udoka is a doggone fool. And he's been acting. Is it and, uh, by the way, by the way, he's only been with the Celtics for this many years. For one, he knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, yo. Like, all right, because we're gonna have a conversation about like the media's coverage of this shit uh, after after we talk about this nigga specifically. But we got like, like man, we have to fucking do better. Though. Like, we ha- the thing about it is y'all gotta understand when we make these big issues about race, mm-hmm. when we make these big issues about sexuality, when we make these big issues about power dynamics and control and how that shit function. And, and specifically how white men take advantage of these things, mm-hmm. you have to understand that there is a desire to 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 kind of export these the, the same. Mercy is a fool for this. I just thought I'd put that out there and I'm going to take the comment back off the screen. But maybe. And now that comment goes away. Carry on. I can't even tell y'all listening on the podcast what it said. I will. 
uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know who this is. It just says Facebook user says, but it says have to. Have to. <laughs> Mercy said he must have fire pee. Um, <laughs> somebody on Facebook said got to, and I, I'm thinking yeah. these comments are related, but I don't know. Anyway, but but what but what's happening is the ways that we are attempting to hold white men accountable, they don't want to they don't want to have to take them L's by themselves. Right. So anytime that like black people put ourselves in position that we do something similar to what they get criticized for, they're going to attempt to be like, you did this to them, you did this to us, to us white men, they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so can, can he do it because he so no, they're gonna bring the hammer down on your ass. Yeah. It was just like we, we had the story of the uh, the black woman that uh, the black uh, woman therapist who was fired because black men didn't like how she talked, right? About about you know their circumstances and, and whatever else, even though she was like a, a you know she was a clinical therapist, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea is like, oh, if white men can get fired for saying insensitive shit, this black woman should get fired for saying insensitive shit. Right. If uh, if you know, if all of these white men are getting caught up with me too, then black men who do the same thing should be caught up with these same with these same circumstances. And we sit up here like we already supposed to be on our p's and q's, supposed to be on top of shit already. But then we turn around and put ourselves in positions to have this spotlight put on us, right? And and literally reinforce and reify all of these stereotypes while we trying to hold other motherfuckers accountable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like these types of failures in like like ethical, you know what I'm saying, and moral decision making. You know what I mean? Like for, for, for black men specifically in power, like we have to take the we have to be more responsible. Yeah. Like we, we can't always be saying shit like, oh, we need to uh, you know, we we you know, we gotta have a better image and we gotta, you know, do all the portray ourselves in a better light and then turn around and constantly allow ourselves to be put in these types of situations. You know what I mean? And so, like, oh. when I hear it, when I just say this, when I hear it, it's just like, yo, like, like, come on, bro. Like, we supposed to be better than this. Like, you was a up and coming star in the NBA, yeah. Right, as a as a head coach, and this is what we got to deal with. So, let me. Wow. I, I want to address a couple things. So, Andrew, I don't know if you started the show off with us, but maybe the like, the title of this episode is misleading. We aren't comparing the situations between Brett Favre and. Uh, 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 Ime Udoka. That was the first half of the conversation. This is the second half where now we're talking about basketball. So football was first, now we're talking about basketball. That isn't a false equivalency. I see you in the comments giving examples of better examples we could have used, but that wasn't the framework for the conversation. So be sure to check out the top of the show if you came in in the middle so that you can see how we treated this Brett Favre situation. Go ahead. Actually, he gonna get, he, so he's going to get cooked in this. Let, 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 me just, let me just cook Andrew now, right? First of all, he said a good. He's talking about eighteen former NBA players. NBA players defrauded the NBA. Okay, they defrauded the NBA. Brett Favre defrauded welfare. Yeah, <laughs> welfare yeah. recipients. Set up his use for the people. For the people, the league got the like money. yeah. The NBA. Okay, eighteen for eighteen poor like poor players who made billions for the NBA. Yeah. I to pull some slick shit. That's it, why no one benefits it. after because these leagues are terrible at taking care of their players once they no longer in the league. You know what I'm saying? So, right. That's why no one cares. Yeah. Because it's it, it's literally victimless. <laughs> Stealing from welfare creates victims. Yeah. Come on, bro. Y'all got to keep up. Y'all got to keep up. But, uh, but I want to to your point that you made. Solomon says 
you know, but and this was before we got on the Andrew Sylvia uh, comment, but uh, he says, but you have to understand it's not a black man issue. It's a black culture issue. Black women are not raised to be wise. Black men are not raised to be husbands. Therefore, neither know how to do it. We also have a culture that promotes being promiscuous and unfaithful throughout our music reality shows, and even on our TV shows. So we need to do better even as a culture. How do you, where does that fall within what you said? Is that in proximity to the direction what you're saying? Does that cut against it a little bit? Where, where, where are we at with what you said? That is but what that is what about is okay. Right. Right. It is a black man issue when we're talking about what a black man is doing. Yeah. Bro, if we were having a conversation about black culture as a whole, you would be right. But right now we're holding a black man accountable to the decisions that he made as a black man and what that mm-hmm. means for the image of black men. Come on, also- like y'all. I understand. Respect the nuance. Go ahead. Also, let's just not bash the culture. I mean, there are some criticisms. I'm not the person that's just like, don't talk bad about the things that black people create because everything is all good and not healthy and great for black people. Those are conversations to be had in particular context about specific things. But what I will say is a lot of what you see is creating or damaging or being toxic to our culture is not unique to our culture. So if we're going to talk about it, we got to talk about it all because you're speaking from your purview. You probably see a lot of black media. You probably hear a lot of black music. You're not seeing a lot of the other media that's in other communities and other demographics and other ethnicities that give them access to that same type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So we also can't fall into the trap of being like, niggas exclusively do these things and we're worse off because of it. No, everybody does everything. If black people were solely the promiscuous ones and the rest of society was just all white and pure and clean, we would get boxed out and pushed out. But the space that is dominated by, by, by white people has allowed the comfortability with promiscuity, with sex, with the adverti- the advertising of negative things. And then black people just kind of follow suit and get their bag out of it as well, right? So we can't just kind of hold black people to a higher standard that these spaces, these industries have not already cre- created and justified as good. Um, what is says, huh? Go ahead. Uh, just that I think it has more to do with him being seen as one of the blueprints for white America and the uh, and the American dream bullshit, which is true, right? It was a big deal, and it continues to be a big deal to see these black coaches lead these teams. It's a big deal to see them, especially Mr. Mr. Clean and White on the right path all the time, Brad Stevens, to see him kind of move out the way, and then all of a sudden this black man comes in, because a lot of criticisms of Brad Stevens, specifically with the Celtics, was that this white man didn't really have the note. He was a good leader. He was a great coach. He didn't to tap in. It was a disconnect with him and the players, and so yeah, he was brought in to be this black motivator and leader of the people and of the personalities and of the minds of his team to become a new engine for it. And, you know, he ended up not being that shining example that he was put, put in position to be. But uh, go ahead, transition, uh, plug into the next to the next part of the conversation. I know I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't. OK, plug is going to leave out and come back in. I think with the E-May Udoka situation, uh, we are looking at, and here's another thing I want to talk about uh, while he comes back in, we go back to some of our questions, is the damage this has caused to the organization, the Black women in this organization, right? What social media has done, and I don't know if y'all saw it, and I, I, I got to speak on this because the way that women get treated as casualties in this situation is grotesque. People found out that he had sex with somebody consensually inside the organization. And what did people do? What did social media do? They went and found all the pictures they could, specifically of this one woman whose name I never came across uh, of the organization, but was like, oh, he must have slept with her. He must have slept with her. He must have slept with her. And so the toxicity of releasing this, this, this whole ordeal to the media has opened up 
a lot of the women in that organization to be plastered across social media, their bodies to be plastered across social media, their faces to be plastered across social media when they're not even the ones that's not being proven who he had this relationship with. So that's another really toxic or negative thing. We talked about Mia Long being a casualty. And I wanted to make sure I shouted her out. But the women of the selfless organization have also become a casualty in this news reporting, too, because we don't know who it was. And now we got all these women's faces floating around on Twitter and stuff. And they've been judged on whether or not they're worthy of being the the, the side piece. They're worthy of, of course, like people looking at certain uh, pictures of certain women being like, yeah, well, you got to understand that, of course, Ime Hudoka would do this. Of course. Like, look yeah. at her. It, it, it's this, this type of sexism. This sexist language, this derogatory language toward women in times that are very serious, that makes it hard to really get to the bottom of these type of issues. So I was disappointed in the media for that too. But that's just an, an aside. We got the plug back. Uh, so yeah. So to transition into this uh, to the last part of the conversation, uh, uh, and I, and I want the help of the chat as well. I want to go ahead. Let's let's let's. I want to rank these stories in terms of significance and and what and, and what they deserve. Right, the attention that they deserve, because the, if if we just going based off of how it was done, you yeah. got Ime Adoka, Brett Favre in the middle, and then the Robert Sarver shit is just like is you know at the bottom, right? Sure. If before you know what I'm saying, because the, even the Robert Sarver shit, I had forgot about the shit that came up, and it got literally no coverage during the during the playoffs, and then now it's popping back up, right? Mm-hmm. Brett Favre came up, and it's like. Right after the email Udoka shit pop, so it's like they're kind of talking about Brett Favre, but it's really like uh, every you know breaking news. That's why Shannon Sharp shit and, and Terrell Owens is rallying so hard to get more people. They like begging for more people to talk about this shit because people literally their own colleagues, their own shows are not being created, their own platforms are not being created to leave space to talk for these about these conversations or these issues or whatever with Brett Favre. So yeah, in the middle somewhere, but definitely not getting the, the airtime it's supposed to be in comparison to this uh, yeah. situation so i mean and so in, in in response to uh andrew sylvia's comment about who we should and shouldn't compare it's not a question of comparing them as individuals it's comparing the significance of what they did email doka did some fucked up shit as a person right as an individual yeah. right he like he like this was his own personal moral failings brett Favre's moral failings literally is taking food out of people's mouths. Exactly. Again, in the poorest state in the country. The poorest state in the country. That means there's more people in Mississippi that rely on government assistance that need government assistance than anybody else. Right? Right, period. Like we, we, we're, dealing with a, we're dealing with a particular circumstance where uh, the impact is much higher, but because we we ignore the faces of the impoverished, we ignore the circumstances of the impoverished mm-hmm. and, and what it would mean for them to be. Like I said, y'all, I've seen the impact of people being declined that need these that need welfare. Yeah, we know what that looks like. You know what I mean, we know what that turns into because just because people don't get welfare doesn't mean that they're going to stop working to get what they need. Right. And right, Brett Favre is a criminal, and his criminality is going to be ignored when it comes to the crimes that now take place because mm-hmm. people are trying to survive because the government isn't there to provide anything to give them any type of leg up, right? To keep. So, them I mean, I think the, the delightful, uh, delightful DLB is like Brett Favre is a criminal continues by saying Udoka is a moral ethics issue, and we should treat them exactly. differently because one is just this is the law, the 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 the, the lay of the land, the law of the land, and how things work. 
when we talk about the complicated nature of business relationships, there's a lot of people like I met my husband, I met my wife at work. Or you know what I'm saying? So that gets a little sticky in terms of how these relationships play out. Like I'm not endorsing what Udoki did in terms of multiple people, multiple married people. That's still sticky, but it's not criminal. It's not against the law, right? It might be against some of the clauses in your premarital agreement, but it's not against the letter of the law. And so we got to treat those things differently and tend to them differently. Laura says, uh, that's the thing, though. The money doesn't go to the needy. And that's the biggest thing we got to think about. Mercy says, both stories have victims. And I feel bad for everyone affected, but everyone needs clean drinking water. Period. Period. When it's all said and done. Go ahead. Because that, I mean, the the part that we, the, a part of the, what we ignore is that Mississippi had, like, they've been getting federal money for these things. It just ain't been going to the right place. It ain't been going, and because we talked about it, uh, we talked about it when we when we first talked about uh, Mississippi's drinking water, mm-hmm. right? We talked about how, like, Toya brought up specifically how, and just even at the beginning of the show, yes. how they got hella bread. For for the environment, for like how they get fin- uh, uh, federal money for welfare and all of these things, and so that's why that governor Brett Favre better be scared than the motherfucker because he said he's willing to testify because they know the shit that they did was was out of pocket. Yeah, um, so we have these issues. Yeah, go ahead. Facebook's user said, "Not just that the suits that are connected to Brett's welfare fraud can't be exposed. This was not their first time." Mm-hmm. Go ahead, well, no, I was just saying, I mean, we, 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 because we slid back into Brett Favre, but I think the biggest point we're making here and even talking about him and talking about Ime is that it's very clear where the violation is. It's very clear. We don't have to go through a bunch of back and forth. You took money that you either got for speaking engagements you didn't do or to go to your daughter's uh, a volleyball stadium. It's a little bit more murky. It's going to take more time. It's not as cut and dry to figure out where all the pieces go with this Ime situation, but that's getting way more traction that's getting way more attention it's getting way more airspace and yeah it's a little bit more interesting a little bit more salacious a little bit more tantalizing in terms of the details but we also can't ignore the racialized nature of how we are covering and talking about these issues right everybody loves a good cheating scandal everybody loves a good celebrity involved and this is and they got a lot of moving pieces to it but 15 minutes and 15 minutes 10 minutes and 10 i don't know how you need to split the coverage but we see a clear and market difference and how we're approaching having conversations about people who are not drinking the right amount of water, who got to boil it, who got to clean it, who running out, who are overusing plastic, who are exacerbating climate change, who are exacerbating the issues we like. These make other issues worse. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about how many people had to drive from Louisiana and surrounding states to make sure people got like, like what? And so let's talk about it all. I ain't even the person to say talk about this much. Let's find a way to talk about it all. If it's that important, let's talk about it all. Right. So what we had a last question and we we done set over an hour. So if y'all been with us this whole time, this whole hour, shout out to y'all for the weekend edition of the Chop Up Show. Uh, but we're, I think we had a last couple, a couple few more questions about this uh, Celtics Boston Udoka situation. Yeah. I, I, so the question. So yeah, the last question that I wanted to ask. So, so like we all agree that that the way that the media is covering Brett Favre is bullshit. Right. If, if we're gonna talk about Udoka like as much as we are. There needs to be more of a conversation about Brett Favre. Certainly. Uh, the last question I want to ask is: Does what's happening with Emei Udoka deserve this much media attention? Does it deserve this much? I mean, because I get you know, if it's shade room, you know what I'm saying, that type of shit. You know, like that's this type of shit they run with. But like, uh, you know, undisputed and first take and yeah, and, and, and Sports Center. Do they need to be running on the hour? You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, stories on email. 
Okay, real quick, I want to shout out my big brother. Shout out to Eric Cliff and the Please Barbershop over in KCK. I'll Google him. Go check him out. KCK 913. Go get County. And shout out to Mercy, man. Like, I don't even watch sports, and this shop was really good. Thank you for saying that. Because we be worried about talking about sports issues on the actual show because we understand everybody's not sports fans. So it's dope that y'all are still tapped in and riding, even if you don't watch the necessary sports that we're talking about. Now, back to the channel. Oh, yeah, and Melodious Ramblings. Got love for you. Said uh, loving uh, weekend. Chop up, and we're going to try to keep these coming, for sure. Uh, but for no, sure. to answer the question, do we need to be watching this on Endless Cycle, Endless Reel, every two seconds? Uh, and we're going to get to Andrew's uh, comment in just a second. Uh, but the answer to that question, I think, is yes, but less. Yes, but less. I think we do have to talk about there's the, the, the season starts next week. We got we to gotta coach in, 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 embedded in scandal. And a team is supposed to be clear-minded. I read a tweet earlier that was like, September is supposed to be the most quiet, most easy, uh, last kind of little pieces you acquiring off the uh, free agency wire, last little pieces being put in place kind of month that there is in a season of basketball. And instead, the Celtics have done the exact opposite. We lost our star center to uh, a knee surgery. He's going to be out for four months. He might not even play in 2022. Uh, we've been in trade rumors all summer with, uh, with uh, uh, JB. You said who? KD, KD in the KD conversation. And, and, and Jalen Brown, right? So it's, mm-hmm. just, it's not never been quiet. And now our coaching situation completely changed. This is the same man who got us to the finals playing against Golden State. We're trying to make a run back. We have the highest odds right now to make it back to the finals and be NBA champions uh, out of all the, all the 32 teams in the league. So it is terrible. <laughs> and we should be talking about that, right? But at the same time, how? I think the question is how we talk about these things. Right. Even if we talk about them more consistent, I think how we talk about how we think about how we approach these conversations is what should matter as well. All right. Is my answer to that question. Now, go back to Andrew's uh, comment if you want to. Real quick. Uh, uh, the homie Solomon said, what well, asked you to the fire? The fact that I really know who the woman is, because that, that that speculation goes crazy. Because uh, I. I, I admit, because I, one, one picture that, that popped up, they was like, OK, I was like, damn, she is fine. But I mean, but you know, it's like who you know, we don't we don't know. But I, you know, I don't I don't gauge that conversation. But he said, but the Brett story should be put out more based on how they mesh football with American politics. Yes. Like it's 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 a cultural thing, right? And like these are cultural icons. Come on. Right. And I mean uh, it has already been, for example, criticized for the way that they approach the coverage of a lot of this is a great opportunity for you to deem yourself as a reputable journalist publication is to really start to converge these two relationships and how you try to do Mike Vick in the moral consciousness we should have about a public with dogs and not this athlete and what they did or what, you know, how we look at James Wilson, this black man still in the, like you, you, you were able to triangulate before. Why are we not able and invested in that same triangulation between the league, these former players and athletes and politics as before, right? It's just disgusting. Instead, we we parading around three different women, delightful DLB says. The speculation yeah. associated with that has us out here reaching and grasping for straws, but with this Brett Favre situation, it's shit that we know, right? It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Plug. Uh, I mean, Andrew, I think I think actually Andrew was just making a point to say that the only reason he's or the only well, he believes that the reason why he's not getting more attention is because he isn't a current NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. If he was in the NFL, it would probably get more attention i i can give you that right i i, I you know what i'm saying i can i can give you that but i but i also don't think that doing shit like stealing from poor people is it's it's not unless it could be made for a political point it's not a story that people really give a fuck about because they steal from poor people all the time 
KX um, said, uh, my bad, uh, absolutely not. In answering your question about whether this should be as big as it is, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Unless there's criminal action on his part, then fire and discipline him and keep it moving. Why is all this news coverage even necessary at all? I mean, and this mm-hmm. is where it comes down to we get treated like that. Nobody, I mean, you know, nobody's making the news for they just tell you, come on in here. This will be heard happen. We got you on footage. We got these texts. See you soon. Don't hit us up for a reference. And mm-hmm. let's close the door from the other side. Right. It's typically what we get told. We don't get all this pomp and circumstance. So that's real. DLB said, I believe this is not a Me Too situation. People love it because it involves sex and cheating. The relationship was consensual. So it's like, yeah, it's just it's the salacious nature of it. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. ESPN, y'all ain't got enough of this. Y'all, y'all, I mean, you had a whole offseason, uh, NFL offseason full of Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, like, we, at some point, it's like, all right, that's why you got Draymond Green and other people talking about the new media because it's like, it, like uh, to me, the sports media has been failing. It's, it's been very, it, it, the old, it's, I feel like the older I get, the more I appreciate sports radio. Yeah. And, yeah. and talk radio over actual. You know what I'm saying? Sports Center and all the rest of this shit. Cause it's just like yeah. what drives the ratings on those channels are terrible. Uh, Undisputed is my favorite though. Absolutely. I'm gonna get back to Mercy's comment, but I wanna holler at a Facebook user who I don't know why your name pops up like that, but it does. Maybe that's how you got it set up. But uh the official uh, they make the point that the officials he defrauded with are very much the still in cur- current employees. Now I pointed out that welfare. Uh, director of Mississippi at the time, John Davis, uh, pled guilty to uh, welfare fraud schemes and uh, has been accused of defrauding over $77 million worth of funds. But I know he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one signing the bottom of that paperwork. He wasn't the only one green flagging. Right. So it just it can't be Solomon. You on the way out. Go ahead and handle your paperwork. Thank you so much for chiming in, for dropping comments, for sticking around with us. We got big love for you. I hope you come back soon. Um, Eric says, why is his sex life? in the news. He didn't take nothing at all. And they're all adults, right? They've been very intentional about using the word consensual, using the word consensual. And there's a couple reasons why, you know, because I think that's a whole different jurisdiction of relationship we're talking about. If he had manipulated or coerced somebody into this relationship or, or these sexual mm-hmm. relationships, but everybody was on board with it. That's all the more reason why y'all just need to go ahead and file whatever paperwork. If you're going to fire the man, fire him. If we like do what you're going to do, bust your move, right? And, and, and let's stop dredging through it over and over again. I want to make this point, Mercy says, about the women being protected. Uh, yeah. I think if they reveal who the woman is, that that might shift the attention away from him, away from him, since we are always used as scapegoats and to grab headlines. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely true. Even if just for a moment, the woman who was a part of this, I don't believe deserves any of the spotlight because it's going to take us away from focusing on the reality of the situation, which is like Plug said, Black men doing better with the power that they're given and understanding the position that we're in as we're trying to make our way up. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the the importance of the abuse of power. When it's all said and done, you don't have the most power in the situation, so his ability to manipulate it and abuse it was, was the worst. Apparently, he's been doing this to multiple people, so it mm-hmm. does no help to probably identify the women who were you know, still willing participants. I'll give you that. Willing participants in violating their own marriage and stuff like that, but those are ethical and moral issues, not legal issues or leadership, team leadership issues. They're personal shit. Yeah, interpersonal shit. Personal shit. Yeah. It's a question of your character, but you can go to therapy for that. We don't need to know about, we don't need to know your face. We need to see your face. Talk to you about that shit. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so it just, it cuts a little bit different and I hope, you know, I don't know. I, I just, I, I really would prefer not to see their faces or get specifics on who they are, how it played out. Just deal with it and get yeah. it out and get us back to the finals, please. 
Because I, because I, I think that, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I think that, <laughs> I think that puts uh, actually the organization as well. Like if 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 any information come out about those women personally, the yeah. uh, the the Celtics could be held. You know what I'm saying? Culpable for that shit. Yeah, because because who the, like people are crazy and ridiculous, and who knows what, what like what comes out of you know knowing who is involved in Celtics fans. You know what I mean? Being like, bitch, you home record. You and know what I'm saying? That's like, why it, I mentioned before that they've been kind of slowful about firing him outright, and I think that's because they're trying to cross cross their T's and dot their I's legally in terms of what they're liable for, what type of workplace environment they've created. They knew about this in July, and apparently it was resolved in-house. If those resolutions were inadequate and still violated some type of law or you know breach of trust between employee and employer, those are all things they got to kind of try to iron out and figure out what's good. Uh, Laura, you on the way out. Thank you so much. I'm glad we learned some things together with each other. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Uh, we about to close out here soon, but go ahead and jump to your last comments, and we'll be done. Um, so the last comment, I think, I think uh, Melodious Ramblers make a great point. She says, I feel like it's disingenuous to ask why infidelity is new is news. As mm-hmm. a society, we've decided that the moral misgivings wow. of the most powerful are something that should be scrutinized. I think that's a great point. I do think that's a great point. Uh, it, so when we are asking the question, it's like, should it get you know as much media attention as it does? It like that is relevant, right? We do. Like people that are put in positions of power, like if we don't give you headlines and you know if we don't put you on the front of front of newspapers and put you know give you press conferences, shit. When you fuck up, you might as well yeah, expect the same podiums and press conferences. And so that's a good point. I also, I and to that same idea that it's a good point. It's like I think we use these type of moral blunders as refer- referendums on what you're capable of. Right. Like my mama and I laugh. We, we were kind of thinking about this because I thought about something my mama used to say, because, you know, black mamas be dramatic as fuck. And she used to be like, if you're alive, shout out to Cam. Shout out to the sea murder all day long. But my mama used to be like, if, you, if you're alive, you'll steal. And if you'll steal, you'll kill. And you like, <laughs> bro, you asked me where I was at. I was somewhere I didn't say I was at. But now you saying murder? I'm murderous. Like. The triangulation on that was wild, but it speaks to the situation. It's like, if you'll do one thing, we have to start to suspect that you might do some other things. If you are willing to open up and uh, create, you know, poor decision-making and poor demonstrations of integrity here, then you might be willing to do that over here. And so the slippery slope of it all, right? Again, the antics of the Black mother definitely took some shit and ran with it because the lie was probably something small, something little, something not as important as you Mm -hmm. try to make it. But the implications of your... Ethical barometer to do some of that shit might imply something else. I'm glad Facebook <laughs> users laughing because they understand the, the, the preposterous nature of it all as well. But it worked. Yeah, yeah, I was like, well, let me yeah. not lie because I don't want to kill nobody. Because you know the logic that our parents hey, right, right. But hey, we definitely appreciate y'all joining uh, in the conversation. Uh, we miss Lee. Uh, shout out to Zane and the Lee family uh, yeah. for you know they you know doing their Saturday morning. Um, festivities uh and so we'll definitely try to get it well make sure he's here on the next one um yeah. y'all, y'all know we're gonna be live thursday uh so make sure y'all pull up thursday if y'all we we broadcasting on all these different channels but what we're doing is we uh starting next year we will only be doing the chop up live on the chop up show youtube um that uh, clips will be go out to other places you can find clips on consciously page but our lives will only be on the consciously or the uh chop up show YouTube. So oh and Instagram. We will be starting to go live on Instagram as well. 
Um, and so if you have not, if you coming from Lee's page, if you have not subscribed to the Top Up Show, make sure you subscribe to the Top Up Show. Please if you fuck with the Top Up Show, you know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all go subscribe to Conscious Lee uh, on, uh, on YouTube, one of YouTube Black Voices 2022. So y'all make sure y'all show him love as well. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at The Political Plug on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, uh, Toya G as well, uh, H-D-L-E-C. Yes. <laughs> Higher definition, leadership and empowerment, coaching. Yes. Hey, that's it. That's a hell, Higher that's definition. a hell of an acronym. On IG, go to Higher Definition LEC. Uh, if y'all are new and y'all came from consciously as part of the world, just go go ahead and make it. You still kind of following him. You just following him and two other niggas, right? So just go to all of our stuff. Go to the Instagram at the Chop Up Show. Uh, I'm sorry, the Chop Up Show pod. Um, the Chop Up Show on Instagram at the Chop Up Show at the Chop Up Show. Go follow us everywhere. Just stay connected. You don't want to miss this. He's not here this time. He'll be here next time. But when he's not here, we got you. We cool, yeah, too. We, we love y'all, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So too. let's make an experience out, out, out of it. Uh, KX is, is amen and the, the black mother issue. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Uh, call your black mama this weekend. It's Saturday. Uh, call somebody who has mothered you. If you don't have a black mama, call somebody who's invested in your life, who has nurtured you, who has pushed you. Who This is a good day to just tap in with somebody who has loved on you in this life. That's my Saturday advice to you. Um, we got love for y'all. It's been a beautiful afternoon. Morning. It's still a morning. It's still morning. morning. Yeah. I feel like it's because we're on the West Coast, so I know some of y'all on the East Coast, y'all still y'all getting y'all day stuff. We it's it's ten thirty around this way, so yeah. uh, I'm about to go have some brunch mimosas with my family. You know what I'm saying? going to go work out. I'm gonna go exercise my body. All right, handle your be business. Good. Hey, we yeah, we gonna start the show the way that we end each other. See y'all next time. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Me, my guys, we really live. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside.